Welcome back to the Preserve and Illuminate podcast. My name is Nick Benson, and as always, joined by my brother, Justin Moss. Hi, Nicholas. <laughs> What's up, Justin? <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How you doing? I'm good, man. Blessed. Awesome. Blessed, yes. Yeah. Too blessed to be stressed, right? Amen. Amen. Um, here on the Preserve and Illuminate podcast, we like to talk about being salt and light in a bland and dark world, and Amen. we pray that uh, <laughs> this episode is no different. Um, I think we have a pretty cool topic. Yeah. A mixture of words that... Um, our brother Marco hit us with on Sunday that right. I had to write down and, and not forget because mm. I will forget if I don't write things down. <laughs> <Same here. laughs> Posting notes everywhere. Um, but the topic is gratitude. Mm-hmm. And um, so this is kind of an equal playing field because neither one of us really came up with the topic. So mm. now I throw it to you. You can, you can, you can start it off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Set the tone. Right. So gratitude is like like that that uh, a made up compound word right of glad and attitude yeah um but really a positional approach to how we should look at things mm. because because we have our salvation because you know we have a relationship you know with our lord and savior jesus but also because he overcame everything that's here on earth mm. all the things that we're facing he died to overcome so our position should not be one of sadness or um, sorrow, or should we be in fear for anything that takes place here? We should have, you know, an attitude uh, that is glad or gratitude, right? Or an attitude of gratitude, however you want to say it. Right. Yeah. Um, but is I, it, you know, it is that season, so it kind of tis the season. Tis the season for people, even secular minded, that mm. are being thankful or expressing a thankful. Or that attitude of gratitude. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt. Um, and for 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 me and for both of us, I always like to go to scripture. But additionally, on topics like this, you know, the 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 Lord kind of has a way of framing things when He speaks to us or puts us through things that if we're not looking at it right, mm-hmm. we can misinterpret the things that are taking place. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, part of the main parts of scripture is this topic that, hey, he has overcome. Um, But additionally, that everybody that we can read about in the Bible, you know, got to see him face to face. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And in that, in that, like they overcame all of their situations and circumstances. We're going through Joshua right now in the men's study. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the, 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 the cooler stories of God making a promise and then keeping it mm-hmm. right he made that promise and he and he kept it and even as we continue through the only limitations on god's promise was the people it wasn't him right right and right. you see that in 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 their in their conquering and in their failures in their times when they questioned things or they stepped out on their own and did something they weren't supposed to it di- it didn't change God's promise. And that promise is still the same today. Amen. It's still the same today. So for us to have gratitude, we have to have an understanding of why we have it, um, where it's placed. Uh, but then also understand that that's, that's where we should be. Make no mistake, right? It's, it's really tough to be glad and happy and joyful through the trials. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if we could just pick our head up and look past that trial, we would, we would completely understand how important it is 
uh, to keep our eyes focused on him and not look at the trial because he has already overcome it mm-hmm. one way or another, right? A lot of people fear, fear death, right? A lot of people fear it. Well, you, you fear death because you don't know where you're going, mm-hmm. right? If you fear death mm-hmm. or you don't have confidence in where you're going. Conversely, if, if you are fearing death, then you should really check your heart about where you're going because, you know, Jesus already died for us. If we have a relationship, Jesus died for our sins so that we can have that relationship. And because of that relationship, God sees the imputed righteousness that Jesus gave us. And that's what he sees in us. Mm-hmm. So therein, we're granted access to heaven, right? right. And we're granted access to, you know, the, 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 the many mansions that he went to go prepare for us, right? Mm-hmm. So we get to be, be, be a part of that. But I think also as humans and as our flesh, we, we have the fear of the pain that we have to go through until we get to where we're going to be. Mm. And that's something that takes a little bit of a different, different approach. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to read John chapter 16, verses 31 through 33, um, because that really, were you there? Nope. Okay. Um, because anytime, anytime I think about topics like this, and I've, I've really been on like a little bit of a, of a um, be of good cheer and how many times that shows up in the Bible, right. <laughs> how many times that shows up in the Bible, because it, it, I only, in my mind, I, I, I knew it was here when I was doing a little bit of research, I was like, this is in a lot of places and we don't have time on this podcast. Right. Like I, it, it, it's, it's old Testament and new Testament. Yeah. It's in a lot of places, a lot of places. Um, but it's, it's one of the more beautiful sayings there. So I'm going to start at verse 31 because I want to do some context here. Um, it says, Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Indeed, the hour is coming. Yes, has now come that you will be scattered, each to his own, and will leave me alone. And yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So Jesus is explaining to the disciples what his relationship is with God, the Father. Mm. He's explaining that relationship, and he's saying, because you guys love me, he loves you. Mm. So now you guys have this access. and I'm going to go somewhere, and I'm not going to be here, but you guys still have this relationship, so just don't forget this. Mm. And they're a little bit confused because... Jesus had spoken parables before this, and as he spoke, they were asking for discernment, and he said, not yet, and they were, they were kind of like, okay, we, we still don't kind of understand this, but they, they, have this, they have this attraction and this ability to have a relationship with him physically in the person, but not understanding the spiritual component of the relationship because he's there with them in person. Right. So he's trying to give them like, he's trying to give them some knowledge. And then they're like, Oh, you're speaking plainly. We get it now. He's like, okay, you get it now, but you guys are all going to scatter. You're all going to leave, but don't worry. Don't worry. I've already overcome this. And what he's speaking to is prophetic of what his, his death and resurrection was going to be, but also for all mankind, what their relationship was predicated on. Right. And, and praise God for that. Yeah. <laughs> praise yeah. God for those promises we can hold on to, because like you said, in, uh, like you read in 31, oh no, sorry, it's uh, 32. He says, yet I'm not, not alone because the father is with me. Yeah. And that's that same promise even for us, right? Like that he doesn't, he never leaves us. He never forsakes us. Right. So with 
with that mentality, gladness or gratitude should kind of overflow from from mm-hmm. our hearts. You know, mm-hmm. we should hold fast and hold so tightly to God's word and his promises that we can take heart because he has overcame the world. Like if his, if we believe he's our savior, if we believe he's already accomplished and overcame everything, then as we go through things and we go to scripture, like you just said, for not just to have something to talk about on a podcast, but mm-hmm. to actually be filled with his word and his spirit in order to get through whatever said trial may be, because we're all going through something. I mean, verse 33 even says that here on earth, you will have many, you know? So it's like something that um, not only is a guarantee, it's inevitable that you're going to be dealing with this for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. That's why sanctification is a lifetime process because, or a lifelong process, because we're constantly going to be scattered in, in some way, shape or form when things, you know, happen. Like mm-hmm. when, when our world gets thrown upside down, everything that was in our world is now going to be scattered because it's upside down, right? What happens when you turn something upside down, it, it, everything goes everywhere. So you're going to have to seek the Lord above all of that or through all of that. And he is so faithful. He's always there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's two Psalms that stood out even when searching and was Psalm 40 verse 16 and Psalm 70 verse four that both, practically say the same thing but it starts with but may all who search for you be filled with joy and gladness in you that that's if we if we're going through life which we all are obviously right we're alive we're breathing so we're going through life the only thing that we're going to find joy and gladness is is when god speaks to us through mm-hmm. his word or through something that we've you know i was even sharing with you before we started re- recording those little things that god shows up in mm-hmm. and he gives you that reassurance of one he's there but two he's still working like mm-hmm. stop stop worrying yeah stop stressing be glad be glad have that attitude of gratitude mm. and that was and that and when marco was sharing he was sharing from first thessalonians first thessalonians 5 you know and 16 through 18 are really short uh it's three verses, but they're yeah. very short. I bet it's probably not more than like 10 words. Yeah, yeah, but he but he made a comment to that saying it was short, but it packs a punch. And it's like, yeah, you know, in the NLT, it says always be joyful. That's one verse. Never stop praying. That's the second verse. And the third one's the, the, the longest. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. So, like, God's will is us for to, to be glad. God's will is for us to have that gratitude uh, through and in all things. And one of the things that, again, Marco mentioned in that same devotion was that we're, we're to be conscious, conscious of the Lord at all times. And that really hit home for me because when I feel like things are out of control, it's because I'm not looking for the Lord and being conscious, conscious of his presence. Because his presence makes all the difference. Yeah, and one of those one of those things that like when when you're early on in a Christian and you're you're understanding like the presence of God, like only we can draw away from him. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. He will always be near to us. Right. Which is like to understand that in in in, in the world of like, you know, the physical world that we live in. Um 
with the, you know, I'm going to use a cup, like I'm, I'm going to use gravity as an example, <laughs> but because of gravity and the way things are, like we can, we can approach things and we can oppose things and we have this, this ability to, um, maintain a distance to gain a distance or to lose a distance. We have that capability in this physical, you know, world that we live in, but God's present. He's omnipresent. He's mm -hmm. everywhere at all times, right. every time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so it's only us that can draw away from him. And that's something that like, you know, as, as, as I mature to my walk, I begin to understand that, well, if he was always there, he was always there. Mm-hmm always right and then it, then it begins to check your heart about the things that you've done while he was there <laughs> mm, yeah right the sin that you have committed that True. is such an offense to him mm. those things that we've done but at the same time you know that's the negative side of it right <laughs> at, at the same time the positive side of it is like he's still here i did all those things mm. and he's still here because because he loves me and we should have joy um, you know, through those tribulations, right? And it's hard for us to understand how, how somebody can say that, how James could say that we should have that. But understanding that, you know, if we look at our past tribulations and trials, and the things that we've gone through, like we should have joy because, because he overcame. Right. Because he overcame he those things. He got us through it too. A hundred percent. Right. Yeah. Got us through it. Helped us to see how important it is to keep our eyes focused on him and to lean on him. And lean not on our own understanding, mm. right? And, and not to do that. And I think that, you know, I think that that's something that, you know, as we mature in our faith, that we are able to, to have higher levels of discernment to understand less, lower levels of like stress and, and worry, and then have, have more joy. Mm. <clears throat> and kind of shift gears a little bit because storms and trials right they're inevitable tribulations the sorrows the, th the things of this world are all passing away so we're going to go through them as they go away and we and god is faithful jesus is faithful to always be there and bring us through it one of the verses that stood out to me that i wanted to bring up um because of because of the environment of um not just our nation but the world is was in matthew 5 so Jesus is, you know, he's going through the Beatitudes. Um, you know, he's talking to, you know, who's, who God blesses for, you know, for things that they've done or don't do type thing. And he's walking us through pretty much every step of life. Uh, things that we should be seeking or things that we should be giving or with the things that we should be um, praising. Um, and he walks, he walks you through step by step. If you haven't read the Beatitudes, please do. Matthew 5, 1 through basically 10 but 11 and 12 is what stood out to me um in the nlt it says god blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers be happy about it be very glad for a great reward awaits you in heaven and remember the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way and that really really touched me and stood out to me in this in this time because it does feel like the the kettle could be could be getting warmer for persecution as far as christians go especially uh what we see happening you know outside of our country but mm -hmm. even more so i feel like it is kind of creeping in 
Um, but Jesus pretty much gives us an amazing promise to look forward to because he, he basically says, be glad and happy through those, through the mocking, through the lying, through the persecution, because there's a great reward waiting for you in heaven mm-hmm. with him. And I, and like I said, to me, that was, that was really, really uh, encouraging for me because I, I, it's not like I work in a, a Christian environment and I don't, uh, we don't walk daily in a Christian environment. It's not like we just go to church all day long. Right. But even there, you can even find some persecution and lies and mocking here and there as well, you know, which is not good. But at the same time, we are going to be walking and dealing with humans. Mm-hmm imperfect ones no matter what environment what i said secular or within the church walls it's all human beings mm-hmm. everyone's going to find a fault in you you're never going to please everybody but just be glad through it all have that gratitude through it because jesus promises a great reward in heaven i mean and, and you know if you're if you're uh, driven by incentives mm-hmm. that that should be one of the highest incentives to get through any kind of persecution or or storm is you have you have a reward waiting for you in heaven in heaven in heaven so we shouldn't we shouldn't be looking for anything anything else right right. anything else and even as you're saying that you know i was i was thinking about like where where is your treasure Mm. right Mm. because wherever you know your treasure is there your heart will be also yes so if we're looking if we're looking for something here on earth then we we get it right right? we get we get these things on earth we're looking for it i shouldn't say we always get it we pursue it and we get we get an opportunity to pursue it and sometimes we do get it Mm -hmm. but even when we do anything that you've ever you know coveted or wanted and gotten it and you and you cherish this thing and it becomes a little bit of an idol for you you realize that it's not enough at that point Mm -hmm. once you have received it and you've done everything with it, it, it doesn't hold as much value. And then immediately becomes a hindrance on everything else outside of that, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to use, um, I'll use cars, right, as, a, as an example, right? So people that, especially people that restore cars and have like older cars, mm-hmm. like they have garage space for them, they have covers, they wipe them down, they, you know, they spend a lot of time doing it. Not, nothing, nothing wrong with that, mm-hmm. right? But at the same time, if that becomes an idol and nobody can touch it, nobody can be around it, and it's only so that you could show other people what it is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It it becomes a little bit of an idol. It right. becomes, you know, it, it, and that's something that is a human, worldly um, thing here on earth that won't go to heaven mm-hmm. and will perish. Right. And when you die, it, somebody else is going to have it, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, if, if, if Jesus comes back before then, right. And, uh, you know, (laughs) and he brings his judgment, all that stuff's going to burn. All of it's going to burn. All those things are going to burn. And in a recent devotion, right. I, I, I had brought it up about like the elements, everything here on earth, it has an element and all of those elements have a flashpoint by which they will burn. Right. Mm -hmm. There's a fire hot enough to burn every single thing. So why would you have something where, where the moth and rust will destroy mm-hmm. when we can have our rewards in heaven that nobody can take from us? Right. Those, are, those, are, those, are, those are ours. 
So we have to be heavenly minded. And that's where that gratitude comes from, because everything that we do here cannot be taken from us if our reward is in heaven. Mm. If our reward is here, it can be taken from us. If it's in heaven, nobody, nobody could take it from us. Mm -hmm. It's, it's eternal. Yeah. Which is again, something that we, we truly can't grasp. Right. Yeah. And that, you know, that's part of the struggle, right? Is, is that what I was just sharing about holding on to that promise because you have something to look forward to because we don't see it because we can't tangibly hold it and say it's mine. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like humans tend to forget, you know, and, and like I just shared about, I have to write a lot of things down to remember things. It's because you're old. It's yeah, for sure. And, but it's, it also helps me learn. And I've found that what I write, I can remember mm -hmm. and I can almost recite sometimes. So now I'm like writing scripture because if I write that out, if I write this promise out, that's where Matthew, this, that's where actually the Beatitudes came from because I was writing them out at mm -hmm. work during a, during a break moment. And I was like, man, like these are so powerful. Like each verse, it just is so good and so good. And then like th the next few days, I kept remembering different parts of the Beatitude. And I was mm -hmm. like, that was because I wrote it down. And, mm -hmm. and you know, we have, that's, that's, we have to make an effort to hold God's word. God, the Holy Spirit will fill in the gaps when needed, but that doesn't give us the right or mm. any liability or allowance to be lazy in any way, shape or form. And if God, if Jesus himself told us to take heart and be of good cheer, then if we're doing anything different then we're being disobedient. Yeah. And Ooh. yeah. And to me that, and I've had to sit on that since Marco's devotion this past right? Sunday, because it, you know, this whole week, I'm like, it's a Thanksgiving, you know, week and, and everyone wants to talk about what's on sale and what's deals, you know, yeah. what deals going on. And I'm like, man, that's, that's not what I want to focus on. Right. And granted, I have to work and work has that kind of stuff going on, but I have to do what I was called to do. I have to be diligent about my, my work, my, you know, what God's given me as far as being a steward of my career, my work mm -hmm. space. But I also need to find ways to seek him through those times. So in break times, you know, quote unquote lunch, I don't take a lunch, but I will take a moment to, you know, maybe go get a coffee and then I'm listening to God's word. Or if I have that break moment, I'm reading a chapter from God's word, whatever, or a reading plan for my devotion. That's all purposeful because mm -hmm. if I don't, my flesh likes to do other things. My flesh likes to be lazy. It likes to seek entertainment and other things like mm. oh what you know what rabbit trail can i go down now on youtube you know or what music video can i watch you know mm. like those are all like you said about the idol like things that are not necessarily bad but when you put them in front of your walk or your relationship mm -hmm. or even your focus with god with jesus now it's bad yeah. and that messes you up from the inside to the outside mm-hmm yeah, and it it's it it sows bad seeds too, right? There's mm -hmm. tears that will yeah. end up growing. growing yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, when you were even uh, talking about like one Marco's devotion, but also you know how how people how people are looking for like the sales and the deals this time of year, right? Marco always says like the greatest transaction in the history of time right. is you know your sin for heaven. And he talks about, you know, how that, how that transaction um, for us was that Jesus said, Hey, look, I'm going to take all your sin and I'm going to give you my righteousness. Something that it's hard for us to fathom, like truly what that is mm -hmm. for us to have that imputed righteousness. But if you're looking for a deal, mm -hmm. um, 
you know, <laughs> I would take that one. <laughs> For real. It's been said before, but so our Black Friday would be Good Friday then at that point. Yeah. Because yeah. Jesus paid it all. Yeah. On yeah. the cross for us, yeah. Every, we every, have every. eternal savings. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Praise every God. good, every good gift. And I do want to point out, you know, while you're reading the Beatitudes, uh, you might as well just mosey on over through verses uh, 13 through 16 and see what this podcast is all about. <laughs> Shout out to ourselves. <laughs> God's about to turn this off real quick. Uh, we're about to get shut down. My podcast. <laughs> canceled huh, that's the only uh, way to get canceled huh. um i i wanted to to share um the story of of blind bartimaeus all right um for for a couple of reasons uh, and what i'm going to do is i'm going to read it and then we'll kind of we'll, we'll step through it so blind bartimaeus uh, i'm going to go in chapter mark chapter 10 verses 46 through 52 um because this has a couple of components that are important for us to to really focus and pay attention on, but how we position ourselves in this world for what God has for us, right? Mm -hmm. um, so starting at verse 46, now they came to Jericho. What, Jericho's still standing? Yeah. Like, uh, oh, that's a whole nother conversation, folks. <laughs> All right, now, now they came to Jericho. As he went out of Jericho with his disciples in a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road beg. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began, cry, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, be of good cheer. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> be of good cheer. Rise. He is calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. So amongst a crowd of people that are following Jesus as they're leaving Jericho. Each of these people are following him. Some of them it's out of curiosity. Some of it's because they want to hear him speak. Some of it is a, a pack mentality, right? Mm -hmm. And then some of these people are his disciples. And then as this crowd of people are approaching, there's this guy who his job, his only way of living, his way to find his, his, providing in life was to sit by the way of the road and beg. But not only that, he was blind. Mm -hmm. he, he, he could not see. So his sole way of knowing who was coming was only by sound, mm -hmm. which when you think about it, like how can you hear and know who it is? Mm. Right? Sheep knows voice. Food for thought. <laughs> no, again, another topic for another day. Um, but the point I wanted, a couple of points I wanted to make was that he was listening. He, he, he was listening. And, and when he realized who it was, he, not, he, he realized it was Jesus from Nazareth. Mm -hmm. He called him the son of David. Mm -hmm. like he, he knew that not only was this Jesus, but this is the Messiah. Yeah. 
right? And he was looking for a healing, obviously. But when he was told to be quiet, he cried out all the more, right? right? And I'm not advocating for us to be rambunctious in our faith. But when we're trying to be told to be quiet, we can't help but speak of the things that we know, right? right. Like what, 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 Pete, what, what Peter was saying when he was imprisoned and he, well, he was captured and he was, he was told to be quiet and don't speak about Jesus anymore. And he told, those, he told those judges and the religious rulers and the people of that land, he's like, I cannot help but speak of the things that I've seen and I know. He can't help but talk about Jesus. Right. This guy couldn't help but cry out to Jesus. If, if we have gratitude, mm. then we should be crying out. Nobody, nobody can tell us to shut up. Right. We're not to be you know, disrespectful. We're not to pick fights. We're not, gonna, we're not to go out and, and protest in everybody's face and, and, and rub our Bible in people's face. Mm -mm. But we shouldn't be quiet about it. We should mm. not be quiet about it. But it has to be with joy. And that's right. where I'm kind of going here. Right. It has to be with joy. Because after this man received his healing, you know, Jesus told him to go your way. Mm -hmm. He said, go your way. Mm -hmm. You've been healed. Right. But he, after he was healed, it says here, and immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. He knew where to go. He fell in line. He's like, this is my way. This, this is my way. Right. That, that, that is the position mm -hmm. of gratitude. We've received our salvation. Yeah. Our gratitude is to follow him. Right. Right. So, you know, those are a couple quick little things that I wanted to, to point out. This is a, a study in yeah. itself. Right. <laughs> for, for real. And yeah, and it, you know, they, man, it's so, God's word is so potent that he does walk us through every circumstance and situation that we could be going through. And the crying out to the Lord is something that some people can think is even cliche or kind of just a saying. But it's like, no, like if you're in desperation, if you know God is there and you need something, don't be ashamed to yell it out. Mm -hmm. And like you said, not in a way of like causing disturbances in front of people, but if you have something going on and say you're in that environment of non-believers or a mixed, a mixed crowd or whatever it may be, if your attitude is one of gratitude because of your 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 saving grace, your saving knowledge, your saving grace of Jesus, that is a witness in itself. So you don't mm -hmm. you don't have to beat them over the head with the Bible. You don't have to pour uh, scripture after scripture and everything that you say in speech. But we should have what right, you know. We sh our speech should be seasoned with, with grace. Amen. Um, but at the same time, our actions and our attitude should be one of of gladness. Because mm -hmm. why would they want? to have what you have if you're just an Eeyore, you know, if you're just bummed out the whole time, if you're walking around like, yeah, I love Jesus. Yeah. Jesus loves me. And then you're just gonna be like, well, that sounds depressing, dude. Like what's wrong with you? Yeah. But for us, we have to always be, we always rejoice, yeah. always be thankful in mm -hmm. every circumstance that's mm -hmm. good or bad. Mm -hmm. And that's whether people like it or not. We still live in a country that freedom of speech and freedom of religion is still allowed right like the people can try to cancel us the mm -hmm. people can try to say things or de whatever de whatever that's called nowadays when they take you off of certain apps and things like that but mm -hmm. at the same time they can't take your breath away and and your speech and your testimony and if they're mm -hmm. trying to silence that then we should be all the louder 
because right. one, God gave us this ability to do so. And secondly, our government, our country was founded on the uh, freedom of expression of those very things, our what? speech and our religion. Just saying. Wow. Yeah. Maybe we, we need history class again. Hey, hey, <laughs> so, let's go. No, <laughs> let's do poking. it. Let's go. Keep poking. Let's go. <laughs> we need to be learners. Huh. Disciple is a learner. Understand what our, what our foundations are. Right. I have, I have a saying. It's read the Bible, read the Constitution, and then let's talk. <laughs> right. Read them both. Then and let's then, talk. Then let's talk. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Um, yeah, I almost got... I like I started having like thoughts. I was like, "Ooh, this is, I, we're gonna I'm gonna bring it right now." I was like, "No, <laughs> it wouldn't it wouldn't come out as gladitude." <laughs> we'll have to save that for aggressive. A, yeah, we get a little aggressive for, for for another podcast because, like what you were saying, we we are being censored. Yes, but we cannot we cannot mistake the fact that there's an enemy. We have an enemy. Right. We have an enemy, and he has a plan. Yeah. Right. And he is, his his plan is to, to, to stop us. And the more aggressive he gets, the closer it is to when Jesus is coming. Right. Mm-hmm. Because he knows it. Mm-hmm. And we we have to be to your point. Right. We have to be glad. Um, I shouldn't even say that we get to be glad. Yeah. We get to be glad because we have our salvation assured. And that's something that we have our whole you know life on earth here should be predicated on. So we should be sharing that joy with others um because you're right when people see an angry christian they're like i don't i don't i don't i'm sorry i don't want that and you know some 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 people are looking for the truth and we may be the only bible that those people read Mm -hmm. and if that bible is foul or it sounds like the earth or it sounds like the world i should say and it's everything around it and it's you know it's coming across as just another opinion Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm then nobody nobody wants it i you know we all have our own opinions right right why do i need yours yeah right? <laughs> i already got one i already got one right <laughs> and i can make up another one if i don't like that one right but uh, it's it's really on you know what life are we living that proves that we are safe mm. what actions and things are we doing that show others that we have the salvation uh, our salvation in jesus and that's something that you know has to has to be pouring out of us right through the spirit that that it's just not us it's god working through us Mm. because once we start to kind of put our hands on things and manipulate it it becomes ours Mm. right and that's 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 one of the more dangerous things one in 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 ministry in life uh but even as a witness Mm. for what god has done like we we should not we should not be trying to, to to convolute it right because at that point, like the world is censoring us, we're censoring God, right? Saying, you know, this is this is the way I think you should go. You know, I know you have a plan, but you know, I got I got one too. Let's just try mine, and then if mine doesn't work, you know, then we'll then we'll do yours. Censoring God is probably no, it's definitely more dangerous than the the world trying to censor us. Hundred percent. Wes Bentley shared, you know, if you're if you're not sharing the gospel the, in the right manner and the way that it should be shown or said or or displayed then it's better that you don't say anything because misrepresenting the kingdom is far worse than whatever human you're going against. We're not supposed to fight against other humans. We're not, the battle is not against flesh and blood, Mm -hmm. but if we're 
censoring or watering down God to other people and then saying that's what it should be, we are now held at a higher responsibility when it comes to judgment day mm -hmm. and our judgment will be worse at that point. Mm. And, and yeah, we, you know, we have, we have a lot to deal with obviously, right? Like the earth's, the gravity's heavy, mm. uh, the earth's spinning and uh people are full of opinions and emotions um and not everyone has a biblical or any kind of biblical background or foundation in any way shape or form so ultimately we are dealing with a lot of children mm -hmm. young to old and we get caught up because we are children we get caught up with the things we've gone over right like so we can get caught up in our storms and our trials and get swayed in different directions because of the waves of those storms uh or we can be up against the people and have disagreements and disputes um or even be made fun of because of what we believe but we're told to take heart right mm -hmm. be glad in it um the last thing that i kind of wanted to, to hit on for this topic was was finances mm -hmm. and money um god provides we believe that but our flesh tends to freak out sometimes, especially when numbers don't add up. Um, well, Hebrews 13, verse 5 and 6 are another one of those things that I hold on to closely because of what it says. And it refers, it refers to a Deuteronomy verse. So, you know, because Hebrews is one of those, you know, it, it, it's a whole Bible teaching from Old Testament to New Testament in that one, that one book. But verse 5 and 6 say, don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, and this is the Deuteronomy verse, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. And verse 6, so we can say with confidence, the Lord is my help, my helper, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? And for me, because, again, we're on earth, we have to supply and provide, especially men. We are the leaders. We are the um almost said pack leaders, but I think my wife would try to fight me for that one. Ooh, fight, 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 <laughs> uh, fight, fight. As the, the, I'm sorry, did you say you were the pack leader? No comment. <laughs> I'm the leader of the home. I'm the priest of the home. Okay, but um, are you the pack leader? I, I would like to say so. Yes. All right, well, um, and well, hopefully we can get Audrey on here. We can, <laughs> we can solve that. <laughs> I'm just going to yield to Marla, and I'm kidding. <laughs> You're taking the high road on this. No, I just got hot around my neck. Uh -huh. right now. <laughs> I don't want to go home. <laughs> uh, you, but, can, you can spend the night on the couch, bro. I got you. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but, yeah, so as, as you know, the provider of the home, the leader of the home, the priest of the home, we have to find ways to make ends meet. And sometimes, you know, physically and visibly, it doesn't seem like it does meet. But God has always been faithful to never fail me. Mm -hmm. And never abandoned me. Same with my family. He's never mm -hmm. abandoned us. He's never failed us. Even in situations where we're like, we were in like a hole. At, at one point there was in our walk, in our, in our story of a family, there was a time where we, we were upside down on our home. We were upside down on credit cards, mm -hmm. cars, every, like we were just completely red and, mm -hmm. and, and God, yeah, but God, mm -hmm. he, you know, in prayer and and in action, we had to we had to do stuff. We had to make changes and, um, you know, and 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 bob and swerve where we needed to because it it doesn't it doesn't just show up right. Money doesn't grow on trees. You have to work for it. 
but God does promise to show up when needed if you're faithful and obedient to what he's telling you to do. Mm-hmm. So if he's told you to tithe, even though you don't think you have enough money to tithe, do it in faith. Mm-hmm. Try it. That, that God actually says to test them in that. Yeah. That's the only thing that God says to test us in yeah. is to, is tithing. So it's like, okay, well, all right, God. And, and you know what is when we made that decision to really trust him in situations and finances and things like that and take our hands off the reins and allow him to mm. kind of control where it needs to be controlled. He's blessed it completely and, yeah. and turned everything around. Yeah. Amen. Amen to that. And that's part of like, again, where we were talking about like the things that we have, that we should be glorifying God with. Right. And we've talked about it on a couple of, a couple of podcasts. Uh, but what, what do we have that he hasn't given us? Mm. What do we have that he hasn't given us? And you know, even if we really want our mind blown, even when we tithe, we're giving back to him what he has already given to us. And it goes back to like the Cain and Abel and their, their offerings and their sacrifices at that time where you know he's not looking at the actual gift and the sacrifice he's looking at the heart Heart of it the heart of it like why are you doing this Mm -hmm. uh because you know the uh the the saul and samuel situation Mm -hmm. right where um you know samuel has to remind saul like i'm not you know god's not looking at your your sacrifices he doesn't want that Mm -hmm. he wants your heart he wants your heart he wants to know the obedience yeah the obedience and in in but he wants the heart of what you, of the man that you are. Right. And to your point, what you were saying here, what can man do to you? If man can't do anything to you, you shouldn't be looking at man. You should be looking at God. Right. And that's where we get that, 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 that gratitude from. Right. Um, I wanted to read out of First uh, um, Chronicles uh, chapter 19. Uh, it's verses 12 through 13. Um, because the people of Ammon and Syria end up attacking Israel and they're getting attacked from two different directions, right? They're getting attacked from two different directions. And the people of Ammon go and pay to have Syria come and fight with them. Mm. And they're like, Hey, look, let's attack them, but let's attack them from, from two different sides. Mm -hmm. So they go and pay, um, I think it's like a thousand pieces of silver or something like that. And they get like 32,000 chariots. (laughs) And don't quote me on those. I, I, I might be off a little bit on my numbers. (laughs) <laughs> um, but they end up getting attacked from two different sides. And um, Joab is commanding Abishai, Abishai, his brother, saying, hey, look, you're going to go this way. I'm going to go this way. And if one of us needs help, we're going we're gonna to help each other out. Mm-hmm. We're going to help each other out. And then he goes on to say, he said, and this is where he talks about, then he said, if the Syrians are too strong for me, then you shall help me. But if the people of Ammon are too strong for you, then I will help you. But then he goes on to say, be of good courage mm-hmm. and let us be strong for our people and for the cities of our God. And may the Lord do what is good in his sight. Mm. There is nothing more dangerous to the enemy mm. than when two brothers, these are, these are blood brothers, but mm. two brothers are standing back to back mm. and fighting forward and having each other's back. Mm. Additionally, that they're protecting their people and their cities, but they're not their cities. Mm-hmm. These are God's yes. cities, yeah. right? So when we look at having that gratitude, we should have each other's back. Mm-hmm. We should be fighting for each other, but we should understand that, that the Lord should be doing what is good in his sight and mm-hmm. in, in God's sight. And when we keep our eyes focused on that, we are watching each other's back and we are helping each other 
ministering to each other, protecting our people and our cities um, in prayer, right? Not necessarily going out and fighting people physically, mm. but fighting for each other in prayer that we can be glad and be of good cheer because we know that Jesus has overcome the world and we're here for each other. We're here for each other that when we turn around and look and check on each other, we should be glad that we're there. We're there for each other. And I think that's some part of that, of that gladitude and how we have an attitude of gladness because we can count on it. Right. I'm glad you said that because that was one thought I overlooked to mention when bringing up what I just shared about uh, going through those times that you, you don't see the, the upside of it and God shows up and he's, he's faithful. You know, he, he does it in different ways, right? Like we've heard stories of checks just showing up in the mail or, mm. you know, uh, a bonus at work or, you know, things that God uses to, to, to bless you and, and to make ends meet. Um, and I'm not here to steal anybody's rewards in heaven, so I'm not going to go into the details, but <laughs> on the brothers to, you know, back-to-back brothers fighting with each other, uh, that is very true even in my, my story, my testimony my family is is we've had moments where brothers have came alongside for no said reason other than they heard from god to help and it was like the, that time in that gpt that you know god's perfect timing of him showing himself through a brother mm-hmm. or through a family member or through you know you know it, it, and and that's that moment where you i'm glad you brought that up because it was that perfect picture of what was in my mind of how do I express that without stealing people's said rewards? Yeah. Uh, but it's exactly that. It's it's Christians back to back with each other fighting for God and his people, but having each other's backs at the same time. Yeah. Oh, you need help up? Let me help you up. Right. Because I, I got, I, ha- I have the upper, vi- I, I'm here, I'm strength. I got the right. strength. Uh, you got the leverage. I yeah. have it all for you. Yeah. Uh, let me pull you up. And then praise God, he's, then he gives us opportunities to do that. Same for others, right? That's the gratitude. Yeah, amen. And praise God for that. Praise him for that. Right now? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what time it is, but it's probably late. I don't know. (laughs) Twilight Zone. (laughs) Dear Lord, I just thank you for this moment you've given us to to talk about you, Lord. I pray that you are glorified and and even honored in our speech, Lord. I pray that those that uh, listen or will listen um, were also uplifted and encouraged that uh, to seek you and reminded to there's a, there's an eternal hope and a promise you've given us to look forward to. So whatever we go through here is not the end. It's not uh, our future. Our future is with you. And I thank you for saving us and even giving us uh, something to be glad about, Lord. And my brother, one of my brother's favorite verses is to to just to, to be glad in today and to be thankful in and what you've done today and and uh, to rejoice and be glad in what you've done. And we just thank you for all that you've done. We thank you for what you continue to do. We pray for our families. We pray for our friends, those that don't know you, those that do know you that are maybe struggling with something, Lord, those that are even on that, that, uh, that mountain peak, Lord, I pray that we are able to seek you in and through all the things, Lord, but also be reminded, um, that nothing that happens here, whether it be man, money, or a storm uh, can keep us uh, from being uh, with you in eternity, Lord. We, we know that you've promised us to be safe in your Father's hands, and we thank you for loving us. We thank you for showing us how to love, and I pray that we could be those vessels of gratitude that can uh, win more people for, for your kingdom, but also be the, the light and the salt that you've called us to be throughout our, 
our spheres of influence. We thank you for all that you do. We love you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Don't forget, Jesus loves you. And so do we.